Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, folks. Welcome to another segment of Let's Talk Money. I thank you for tuning in this Saturday, this kind of dreary, gloomy Saturday, I guess. The sun's not really out. We got snow. Who would ever think we would get snow on November 15th? But we did. And it's um, not always that, that, that fun unless you're a skier and you have little ones where you go sleigh riding or looking to build a snowman. But the snow is here. That means winter is here. Put your golf clubs away and break out the, um, I don't know, break out whatever, I guess. Thank you for tuning in. Our phone numbers today. Any questions you have whatsoever pertaining to your financial picture, I know we've been going through some volatility, a correction that just doesn't feel good. Believe me, folks, no matter how little or, or, or much the volatility is, it never feels good. The only thing I can assure you on is the stock market has always recovered. It'll recover from this as well. Our phone numbers today, 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. Any questions you have, any questions whatsoever, give us a call. Any um, thing on your mind, especially if you're getting tired of the volatility, thinking about making a drastic move. Remember, you only have a paper loss. Once you go and sell out of stocks, now it's a realized loss. You have basically sealed the deal and you lost and the market will recover the market will bounce and usually when that happens you don't want to be out of the market for those days so patience is a virtue you need to hang in there if you're a long-term investor if you're a day trader i have absolutely no advice for you but if you're a long-term investor you're saving for retirement which is what most folks are looking to do then you just have to be patient. The stock market will come back. When it comes back, if you feel you need to change your tolerance for risk, maybe go from a growth to a growth and in income or balanced strategy, you don't want to be invested in the stock market as much, then that's another matter. Wait till the market comes back and make that move. I wouldn't make it now. And believe me, no matter how much I try to make sense of it, I know that volatility is uncomfortable. It's not a good feeling. It comes with the territory of investing, and that's why you can't get spooked out of the markets. You have to hang in there. If you have cash on the sidelines and you were looking to get into the stock market right now, put that money to work. Don't think twice about it, especially if, if, if you're investing that money for, for a long time. Put that cash to work. It's a great opportunity. I don't think this market's going to stay down forever. I know it's not going to stay down forever. And I think, heck, if the U.S. and China kind of get along later this month in the G20 meeting and come to terms with a, a um, this trade war, this, this tariff situation that we're in, the markets could recover sooner than later. one 800 Talk WGY 1-800-825-5949. So what happened for the week? You know, basically in a nutshell, if you look Monday down, um, the, 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 the markets were, 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 were terrible. Monday, the Dow was down 600 points. NASDAQ, NASDAQ was down 206 points on Monday. NASDAQ flat on Tuesday. NASDAQ down 65 on Wednesday. NASDAQ was up 122 on Thursday, Friday. The the NASDAQ was down 11. You know, for the week, it was, it was crazy. But we started out with Monday, and Monday did not feel good. The Dow being down over 600 points, you have to put it into perspective. 
600 sounds like a lot, but in percentage terms, it's not a lot. It's 2.3%. If the markets were at 15,000 and not 25,000, 600 points would feel a whole lot different. But the markets are at 25,000, so 600 points, 1,000 points, those are, those are days that, that you, can, you, you can absorb. They don't feel good. Believe me, folks, they don't feel good. NASDAQ was down almost 3% on Monday. And, you know, it started with Apple. Apple Apple took it on a chin Monday, 5% decline. You know, two of its suppliers cut its outlook, raising questions about demand for the iPhone. It's amazing how the iPhone plays into Apple's earnings and what analysts think of Apple. So many, so many analysts downgraded Apple. And when Apple was, was you know, it was under 190, you know, I kind of like Apple at this level. If you're bound and determined to buy a stock, Apple's one of the greatest companies in the world. It has a balance sheet to choke a horse, more cash than most countries around the world. You know what? There's a brand loyalty with Apple that's not going away. And all you need is for a report to come out from Apple that shows that that the guessing game is wrong and Apple's going to shoot up again. So, you know, I like Apple. We're, you know, it's our number one holding. If you if you look at all of our our investments, all of our ETFs that we have, and you know we're overweight technology, and believe me, it hasn't felt good to be overweight technology for the last four, five, six weeks. It's it's kind of, you know, you, you, remember what I said a few minutes ago, patience is a virtue. And with our portfolios, we will never panic. We will never have a knee-jerk reaction. We're committed to technology. It It's going through a correction phase It'll play itself out, but technology's not going away, folks. Do you think we're going to wake up at the end of this correction and not use technology? We're going to use technology more and more and more and more. A small business like mine, it's, it's why I'm able to, you know, right now I have eight professionals, soon to be nine. We're, we're hiring a ninth and, and possibly a tenth if we find the right person. And we'll have 10 professionals in a very short period of time. But we're managing $500 million of assets. And I, I always tell my clients, not only do I invest in technology, and I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the last few years invested in technology to make sure our systems are, are as good as they can be so that we can make trades on the portfolio, service our clients, have the information at our fingertips. But I also invest in our human capital. I never want our clients to want for anything. And I've structured my firm where it's it's rock solid. It's second that my team is second to none. And I'm telling you, our clients, I do this for our clients. Very few firms put the investment back into their firm like I have. Probably one of the reasons why when Charles Schwab did that survey recently of 1,300 wealth management firms around the country, we're number 40, 40 out of 1,300. I'm very proud of that. But as I tell my clients, when they engage our services, it's something that I don't take lightly. I take it very seriously. I am involved in every client relationship, every investment move we make. I'm, I'm, it's very, very serious to me. So technology allows us to do more with less. Without technology, maybe I would need 15 associates surrounding me. But we're able to do it right now with eight, soon to be nine or 10. And that's technology. So I guess what I'm saying is we did not sell out of technology. We don't like the volatility. We don't like that NASDAQ is in the correction territory. It was up 16% earlier in the year. And as we sit here year to date, NASDAQ is, is up about 5%. So, you know, we're down 10, 11, 12% on NASDAQ year to date. The Dow is up 2.8% and the S&P is up 2.3% year to date. So, you know, as much as the volatility hurts year to date, Investors are still up, and I think they're going to be up at the end of the year. 
I really I'm hopeful that we're going to get some some things resolved and once that happens once that happens I'm I'm hopeful that the stock markets are going to go up the only downside are investors that came into the market for the first time ever and they see their portfolios down but even you know we have new clients that that sign up every week with us and even even those clients they're coming from a 401k or another firm financial services firm so they were invested there and now they're invested now we don't like to keep them out of the markets more than a day and the unfortunate part is because we usually not all the time but usually when we see clients come in with annuities and mutual funds and investments that we don't like we sell right out of them we don't think twice about it we want to get them into our models our portfolio our investments that we put so much energy into doing research making sure they're they're prudent for our clients making sure that they fit in in the strategies and we don't want to have you know dogs in the portfolio for taxable accounts we'll look sometimes there's legacy positions sometimes there's good positions that that we'll keep because there's a lot of capital gains built in so we're not going to sell out of everything but usually our IRA qualified accounts where we don't have to worry about tax liabilities we 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 start from scratch and we have a portfolio that's good i'm going to take a 15 second break let me give out the phone numbers 1-800-TALK-WGY 1-800-825-5949 any questions you have give me a call You know, Zach, it's really nice music. Sometimes, you know, I hate to interrupt it, but we have to, right? Hello, folks. Thanks for letting me wet my whistle and take that short break. So I I, I was talking about Monday, how Monday was just a a terrible day. Apple was down 5%. Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs was down pretty good as well. And one of the reasons the Dow was down 600 points on Monday was Goldman Sachs was responsible for 100 points, 100 of the 600 points. Remember, when, when you look at the Dow, and this is why we always tell investors the better barometer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply you to measure your portfolio against is the S&P 500 index, the broad stock market, for, for a couple reasons. And you hear me say it often because most people don't have a clue if they're doing good or bad. They have uh, uh, an advisor that's, that's just buying and selling for them and you know running up fees and putting them into investments with with high commissions and so forth they're really not acting as a fiduciary looking out for their clients and this is why I, I beg investors to ask the question of your of your advisor and now is a good time you know 
check out, see what your capital gains or losses are year to date. See if you need to do any tax planning. We're going to be harvesting tax losses over the next couple weeks on behalf of our clients. We do it automatically so that we get the most tax benefit we possibly can. And, you know, there are this, this, this year, there are some, some losses. Emerging markets are sucking wind. Um, our international holdings, we already got out of, we don't own any developed international holdings. I finally, I finally pulled the plug on that. I felt that the U.S. stock market, even though we're going through a, a volatile time, the U.S. stock market is the best stock market around the world. And I feel very comfortable with the economy right now. I like the corporate earnings that American companies are, are you know, reporting. I like the fact that we're putting more workers to work. Not only do I like the fact that they're going back to work, I love the fact that they're getting paid a little bit more. I have this debate often. It's so important for our workers to be paid a fair wage so they can provide for their family and be able to put food on the table and you know, turn the heat up and, 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 and pay for rent or a mortgage or whatever it might be. And this is why, you know, locally, a company like Amazon coming in and bringing 800 jobs is, is in my mind, big. It's huge. Those are 800 jobs that 800 families will benefit from with benefits. And this, in our community, folks, we need to take care of those that, 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 that have so, so much less. And it's, it's important. It's one of the reasons why I try to give back as much as I can possibly give back to the community, whether it be financially supporting the not-for-profits not for that I truly believe in or, um, you know, helping out. You know, this holiday season will help out families and buy them gifts for their children and put clothes on their back. I mean, Giving back to the community means different things for people. Sometimes people don't have money to give back, but they give their time. They volunteer. So giving back to the community is huge. And I love the fact that our community, when we were able to put more people to work and they, they, they feel like they can provide for their families, it's big. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Rich in Albany. Hello, Rich. Hi, Mr. Boucher. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Every day I get out of bed, I'm doing great, Rich. Terrific. Uh, I have a question about selling a, a fund that I think is underperformed in its class. I've had it for a long time. And uh, actually, I hold it in the PCRA, the Roth IRA, and the uh, individual account. Okay. What's the fund? So I'm thinking about selling it out, and of course, you know, for the individual account, non-qualified, I could take a loss. But there's another fund I have in mind, and if I bought a small position just to make sure it doesn't close in all three positions, uh, and then I sold the fund to liquidate, can I go ahead and then wait 30 days with that wash rule that comes into play uh, to buy back the fund that I'm intending to take uh, you know, holding in. Yeah, absolutely. What's the fund that you're selling? Uh, it's the Oak Mark International Fund. Yeah, you know, as you heard me say, it's a great fund, great manager. I, I can't knock the fund. What I knock is the fact that I just don't want to be invested in, in developed international countries anymore. I can't deal with Brexit and the Eurozone and Japan and all the problems that these countries are having when I look at the United States doing so well. So we actually sold out of all of our developed international holdings recently and put the money to work in some, uh, basically our core holdings. Our core holdings for our clients, Rich, are the broad stock market index, which is like the S&P, NASDAQ, which I consider a core holding because I think NASDAQ, I look at it as our growth core holding because most of the companies, 58% of the companies in NASDAQ are technology companies and they're growth oriented. So that's a core holding. And then we have the Vanguard small cap, which is really a mid cap small cap 
um, index, which hasn't done well, but we took advantage of basically we with the U.S. stock market being down, we took our developed international funds, we rolled it into our core U.S. positions. And the reason why is because when this stock market turns around, we think we're going to get a bigger bounce in the U.S. than we are in developed international. So with what you're looking to do, one of the reasons why Oakmark's not doing good is because Europe and all so many international countries are, are, are really um, terrible. They're, they're, I mean, the Eurozone in itself is down 8% year-to-date when the S&P is up 2%. And I know everything goes in cycles, and I know that a lot of— a lot of economists will argue this point with me that that we should be invested overseas. But I've done all my homework. And you know what? Even the couple times when overseas outperforms the U.S., it's only by a little bit. And if I'm invested in the U.S., I just feel more comfortable at the moment. Doesn't mean I won't go back in. Your individual account, if you stay out of that for 31 days, you can get back into it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is before you get back into it, Rich— Look to see when they're going to distribute their capital gains. Every mutual fund distributes it. You can buy that fund 31 days from now, and the day after they can distribute capital gains, and now you're going to have a tax liability on that. So pay attention to when that mutual fund pays the 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 um, capital gains and, and, and dividends. The IRA, Roth IRAs, you you know, you know can do whatever you want there. Um, you're not taking any losses for tax purpose. But I'm, gonna, I'm going to encourage you to think about what's the fund you're thinking about buying into? Uh, it was an FMI International. That's the oh, yeah, fund. yeah, yeah. So you're getting right back into an international fund. Um, yeah. So in your IRA and Roth, now it's one thing. You know, we're going to sell any losers we have, we'll sell out of in the next couple of weeks for our clients so we can we can help them with taxes. So doing it in your individual accounts, one thing. Your IRA and your Roth IRA, that Oakmark is a decent fund. I, I don't know where you're going to get any gains. It, believe me, they're all down. Every international fund is down. They stink. They, they truly stink. And you're getting, you know, you're taking good money, a dog, and you're putting it into another dog. Think about putting it into, you know, we we believe in the the, the, the our core holdings are the indexes. In those mutual funds, you're paying well over one percent with internal management fees. Well over one percent. You can get into the Schwab Broad Stock Market Index. internal management fee, 0.03 compared to what you're paying in those um, holdings that that you're you're into. And that that makes, you know, up a lot of ground. If if, if the market's down and you're paying 1, 1 1.2, 1.5% in fees, well, holy cow, that manager has to do that much better to make up for that. So, I'm just going to beg you that that um, you, 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 you think about it. You know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, no, I think it's a good thought. Maybe uh, the U.S. Maybe stock, like the, the U.S. broad stock market index, whether you buy an index fund, the Vanguard 500 index, or an ETF, we prefer ETFs. That's the way to go. What if I took like a, just a small position and? you know, an international fund, and then when the market picks up, they add into it just like a few thousand dollars to have it as a placeholder. Think about what you just said. Okay. (laughs) Put a small position in, and then when it does good, I'll put more in. This is where investors shoot themselves in the foot. You have to have, when there's blood in the street, Rich, you want to go all in. That's how you make money. When nobody else wants it, that's when you, that's when we, I say it often, I love volatility. As a wealth manager, I use volatility to my client's advantage. I go in when things are cheap because they're beat up, they're correct in correction mode like Apple is right now and so many technology stocks. NASDAQ is going to recover. There's no doubt in my mind. 
And it's been beaten up so much that it's actually probably a good time to add money to that. So what you don't want to do is 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 wait till something goes up. When when this stock, if, if you're a long-term investor, when this stock market goes up, you are. And I apologize, I'm getting so many spam phone calls on my on my phone. I mean, I I've had six phone calls, Rich, where I, I answer it, and people are talking in Chinese to me. I swear I to understand. God. So um so anyway, look at some of the U.S. stock indexes, core holdings, where you're going to make more money long-term than in any mutual fund for the most part. And why it's down, as long as you're invested now, it's a lateral move. So just give it some thought. Okay. Very much for the help. Too. Great, great question. Hey, folks, I'm going to break for the news. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. See you in two quick minutes. Hello and welcome back. I thank you for tuning in. I know you have other things you can do, and I truly appreciate you tuning in week in, week out. Our phone numbers today, if you have any questions, remember, the stock market's down first time in a couple weeks, and you may be getting nervous. Don't get nervous. Call me, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Ed in South Glens Falls. Hello, Ed. Hello. I was... Actually, I had one question and then with the... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The other caller made me uh, actually come up with a second question, if you don't mind. If you, I could you, get a, you know uh, what that's called? A twofer. Yeah, that's right. Um, what I wanted to ask, I know from time to time we do like to listen to you, and you do kind of uh, advise on certain funds. And one thing that my wife has had in her IRA, and we've been very happy with it, is through Fidelity is the uh, Contra Fund. So I just wanted to get your uh, feelings on that. Yeah, um, Fidelity Contra Fund is one of those funds where it's almost a, 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 a um, index fund in itself because it has so many holdings. Correct. And for a long time, you know, those Fidelity funds did very well. Um, and then, you know, they got so big and so many holdings. I mean, you remember the Fidelity Magellan funds. Magellan, and, which we had. That's yeah, right. yep. And, and you had Peter Lynch. It was Peter Remember, Lynch, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember in the eighties, um, early nineties, Peter Peter would say, you know, walk through the supermarket and see what people are buying. You know, if it's, you know, if if they're going for this product or that product, see the company and what it makes. And but these these companies get to be so 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 big. Um, you know this this. This Fidelity Contra Fund, for instance, year-to-date, it's doing very good. If you look at the S&P, it's up 2.3. Fidelity Contra is up 4.49. Yeah, and that's why we are happy with it. Now, so. when you look over the last year, the the fund w- lagged the S&P by 2.5%. Over three years, lagged it by 11 
basis points, so just a smidgen. Over five years, it actually outperformed by a half a percent, and over 10 years, it outperformed the S&P by a half a percent. So it's one of those funds where, as I, I, I started out saying, it's almost like an index fund um, because it's it's so big and there's so much money. So you're really, I mean, year to date, sure, it, it, it's doing well, but it's not like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck having an active managed fund. And this is one reason why I spend so much time, and it's a large cap fund. When you when you look at it, 70% of the companies are large cap growth, and the average size is about 140 million. But when um, when you look at it compared to the S&P 500 index, it's really you know, except year to date, it's 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 kind of similar to it. But there's 306 holdings in that. The S&P has 504 holdings in it. So, you know, it's it hasn't hurt you. And over time, it's actually been good to you. Um, take out the, the, the last, you know, three years. Um, but year to date, you're doing good. You're, you're up double what the S&P is, but that can change. And the other one that we've had, and it's lagging that, is same thing as the Fidelity low price, which was good. And again, it just has gotten too big. So another question was, is there something that you would see that we could put into to maybe go a little heavier technology and especially now with this pullback? Do you have any like 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 an ETF? Yeah. Do you have any um, technology in your portfolio? Um, Not in something like a fund, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like technology. You know, if you look, if you were to Especially look... now, that's why I was yeah, trying yeah. to get, get an idea. Hey, believe me, when when, when things are, are on sale, it's a good time to add, especially if you don't have it. Um, you know, the low price used to be a small cap value fund, and now because it's, it's drifted up, it's actually a mid-cap value fund. Once again, year-to-date, the S&P is up 23 the fund that you're in, the low price, is down almost 3%. Over, That's the one we have to get probably move first. Yep. Um, if you look over the last year, you underperformed the S&P by 6.5%. Over three years, you underperformed the S&P by 4.5% a year. Not over three years, but year in, year out, 4.5%. And over five years, you've underperformed the S&P by 5%. Now, mid-cap stocks, I always say it's like the bridesmaid who always makes it up to the altar but never gets married. Over time, mid-cap stocks is the best-performing asset class, but this one isn't. Um, it's it's gotten big. If you don't have any technology in your portfolio, I, I would invest in the, um, you know, if, 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 you, if you believe in technology, believe me, folks, I can be dead wrong on this, but I, I believe in technology. We love the NASDAQ. We also love Rydex has, it's an ETF, equal weighted NASDAQ. So the difference is NASDAQ, Microsoft makes up 13% of it. The FANG stocks make up probably almost 40% of it. Whereas in the Rydex equal weighted, you take all of those companies and they're equally weighted. Every company that trades in the S&P 500 index is equally weighted. So Microsoft, NASDAQ, I mean Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, all those companies are going to be 1.6% instead of 12%. And between Which one was that, Steve? Rydex, the, the symbol is R-Y-T as in Tom. It's something that we, we have three technology ETFs. NASDAQ, which is the symbol is QQQ. Yep. And year to date, you know, we're up 5% with the NASDAQ composite. That's a great technology holding. I almost call it our growth holding. The equal weight we bought because we weren't getting enough representation with other technology companies. We like technology. And there's only a 9% overlap between the equal weight and NASDAQ. So we pay close attention to make sure we're not duplicating our our efforts on behalf of our clients. And then the third one that we bought is iBuy. And the symbol is um, iBuy, I-B-U-Y. Um, and that's the name of the uh, of the fund. And that invests in about 40 companies that generate 70% of their revenue from 
online sales. Now, I'm going to tell you, this fund has gotten beat up terribly over the last five, six weeks, but it's an area that we believe in. We think people are doing more and more shopping online, and you get exposure to 40 different companies. So those three ETFs for technology now are all stock positions we only have we have right now about 23 24% invested in technology if you were to weigh out all the companies that we own on behalf of our clients we're about 23% invested in technology and that's that's considered a lot so be careful it's volatile but long term i think it'll be good my other question, if you could. Oh, I forgot you had two yeah, questions. Two. The, the and we got callers on hold, so hold on, callers. Call, um, is to try to get a better understanding of stock buybacks. You hear about this ever since with the yeah, so, tax cut and all of that, and companies are going to be bringing more money yeah, so back. When companies, I don't really understand. So in a, in a nutshell, when companies get beat up, Maybe they missed earnings. Maybe analysts downgraded them like Apple. Companies will look and say, holy cow, we can take shares off the books and buy back our stock. And then the existing shareholders will benefit even more. So they'll actually buy back their stocks. It's investing in themselves rather than invest elsewhere because they feel. So when you a lot of some people invest in companies where they see. The company's buying back because they figure if the companies feel it's a bargain, then it must be a bargain. Now, sometimes they do it because they just need to reinforce to the market that they're 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 sound. But um, a lot of companies do it because they feel they're cheap. Now, GE, I don't think is buying back anything. They don't have any. There, I, I, I've been saying for a long time, companies are cheap for a reason. One, they got beat up, and maybe they shouldn't have. Two. They're cheap because they deserve to be cheap. GE is cheap because it deserves to be cheap. Um, so we're not buying GE at this level. And I would rather buy an Apple than a GE. But and That's the one I've heard a few uh, commentators say that now with this pullback that Apple – and with all the cash, it was, they it was have. two hundred and thirty dollars. We're down. I mean, it was one hundred and eighty-six dollars this this past week. Those are opportunities long term. Now, some people will say Apple has seen its day, but I've seen Apple go up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, I and said that a year ago. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I, I I like it. It's our number one holding. If if our clients were to look at their portfolio and I were to show them, the Apple would be our number one holding. Ed, good questions. Okay. Nice. You, you take care. Answers have a also. great. I'll have go a back great. To listening to your show. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Bye now. Bye bye. One eight hundred talk WGY. One eight hundred eight two five five nine four nine. We have Nina in Albany. Hello, Nina. Hi, Steve. I have a question for you regarding uh, paying off my mortgage. Okay. When I when I sold my home, I. Um, had money to invest because I had to take out the mortgage prior to that. What do I do? So when you sold your home, then the mortgage went away, right? No, I, I had to take out a mortgage for my new home. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I sold an existing home gotcha. that I was paid for. Gotcha. So now I've got that money just in the bank. I oh. need to know what to do. Yeah, that's a good question. I know a gentleman's not supposed to ask a lady her age, but can I ask you how old you I'm are? I'm retired. Good and for early you. early 70s. Oh, good for you. So you may not need or want a mortgage. And if you have the proceeds from selling that other home, you know, this is my take on a mortgage. You don't get any more good tax write-offs with, with this new tax reform. That's one of the downsides. People lost so much write-offs um, with it. And you, there's something comforting about having your home paid for. I tell. Well, that's the way I think about it, but my yeah. kids think I should invest this money instead. Well, I'm going to give you my two cents worth, and um, you can share that with the kids. And, and, <laughs> and, and Nina, you feel free to call me in the office and talk to me straight on, and I'll give you, you know, I'll, I'll help you figure it out more if I don't help you right now. But Thank you. There's a, there's a day when people in my industry, the financial <laughs> services, would 
recommend that people take money out of their home, get a mortgage so they can invest that money because they're being paid commissions and making a lot of money. And I'm just the opposite. I want my clients to be mortgage-free when they enter retirement because that and health insurance are the two most expensive, most pricey expenses they have in retirement. And if you didn't have a mortgage before, maybe you don't want a mortgage now. I don't know what the rest of your financial picture looks like. but I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in, in terms of that. It's just that I've got this mortgage and I pay every month, but I'm seeing money sit in the bank that's not really getting... So you're making one and one and a half percent in the bank. And what's your yeah, mortgage rate? Probably four percent. My mortgage is under four. All right. So so you're you're paying out, let's say, three and a half percent, and you're only making one and a half percent. And if Correct. you have that money sitting in the bank because that's your comfort level, then pay off the mortgage because it's costing you two percentage points a year. Thank you see you. where you see what I'm saying? I do. Now I if do. if you were invested in a Diversified portfolio where over time your average return is six, seven, eight percent, then that's a whole nother story because now the mortgage is only costing you three and a half percent, but you're making eight percent and that's money you're you're giving up. But if you're gonna keep that money in the bank, pay it off. Well, I, I do have opportunities to invest it uh, in a current IRA, but I just wondered paying part of well, you can't put that money. Yeah, you can't put that money in an IRA. Oh, I couldn't. Nope, nope, nope. Well, I do have another uh, investment vehicle, but okay. I, right. I have one other question regarding a Roth IRA. I have Windsor too, and it's done extremely oh, well. Oh, it's a great fund. Don't get what, rid of that. What I'm looking to do, though, is because it has grown so, and I'm not in a position to contribute. I'd like to split part of the amount and put it into another Windsor type, or not Windsor, but another Vanguard fund. What kind of recommendations do you have for Vanguard? I'm not sure I'd have you get out of that Windsor fund. You think I should just stay? Plus? You know what? But they're high. But you know, there's a reason the... why it grew. It grew because it's well managed. It's like a balanced fund in itself. When you when you think of Windsor. It's like a, a, a balanced fund because they have stocks and bonds in it. And, you know, that's that's what you have to remember with a fund like Windsor. It's been around a long time. The fees are, are, are low. Um, it's, it's considered a value fund. You know, year to date, you're, you know, you're, you're lagging the S&P a little bit. But over time, you know, the, the fund, because you have bonds in there, so you can't really measure it to the S&P. You have to almost measure it to a mix of the S&P and a bond index because that's like a diversified portfolio um, in, in that. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's all right, actually. Just to stay put. Yep. Actually, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to change my mind. Because okay. I'm 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 giving you information on the Wellington Fund, so oh, okay. I this I will admit part. when I'm wrong. You're in the Windsor Fund. The Correct. Windsor Fund is mostly a stock fund, and it's actually lagging. And large cap. Yep, it's actually lagging the S and P. Is it the only holding you have in your Roth? In my Roth, yes. So, but if, I have enough to split it. Yeah. If if you were to put it somewhere, I might put it into the Wellington Fund. I, I started. I, I thought you said Wellington. I'm giving you information on Wellington. Okay. I might I might put it in the Wellington Fund. So that, the Wellington is the mixed. Yep. Group. Or the okay. S and P 500 index because that Windsor Fund is mostly invested in stocks. Yes, it is. I thank you very much, Nina. I thank you. And if 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 if, if you talk to your kids and you're still not sure. Call my aunt, my client concierge Angie Gavin. Tell her you and I kind of talked and and flirted on the on the radio. <laughs> and um, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you directly and and help you figure out what to do with the mortgage if, Thank you if so you're much. unsure. I All right. Appreciate your help. Thank All right, you. Nina. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. One eight hundred talk WGY eight two five five nine four nine. Any questions you have, folks. Um, give me a call. I'd love, I, I, I would love to help you out. So, um, you know, as I said, the market was down first time this week, 
compared to to the last couple weeks um, where where it was up. And for the week, you know, the S and P was off 1.6 percent. Nasdaq was off 2.1 percent. But year to date, the S and P is up 2.3, and Nasdaq is up 4.9. Um, almost 5%. So you have to remember, if you're a long-term investor and any money, you're probably sick of hearing me say this, that you need over the next year or two should not be invested in the stock market. We will come out of this correction, this volatile time that we're in. It doesn't feel good. I know it doesn't feel good. I know the first three weeks of January, you were up 8% in the broad stock market. Now you're you're only up two, so we're off about 6 7%. NASDAQ is off about 10 11 12%. I know it doesn't feel good, but I also know that there's nothing the stock market hasn't recovered from. World wars, regional wars, oil embargoes, presidential assassinations, the credit crisis of the late 90s, the tech bubble in the in the beginning of this new century that we're in the great recession 10 years ago folks the stock market has recovered from it all and it will recover from this volatility we're going through it may recover if if china and the u.s come to terms you may see it recover sooner than later now i told you that uh, a couple weeks ago i was in dc and listen for 90 minutes to Janet Yellen, who is a brilliant, remarkable, intelligent woman, the former Fed Reserve Chair woman. And between her and some other people that I respect and put in high regards, we could have a recession the end of next year into 2020. I'm watching that yield curve. Is it? Is it? flattens because that's sometimes not all the time sometimes an indication that that you know months down the road we could be headed for a recession so we may take risk off the table going into next year mid-year depending on what goes on between now and then but right now we think we're going to recover from this volatility that we're in we don't see recession right now I'm putting it on our radar screen for 12, 18, 24 months from now. But right now, we're still optimistic that the stock market will do good. And we're overweight stocks. And I know we're going to, as is, is, is uncomfortable as this feels, I know we're going to come out of this correction. And remember, when we come out, when that stock market turns, it turns, folks. It bounces. And you don't want to be out. You don't want to be, you know, that that caller who said, well, I'm going to wait till the investment goes up and then invest money. Why? Invest now so that when it goes up, you're making money. That's how investors have to think. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have John on the hold. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. What can I help you with today? My wife uh, has been... Um, talking to me about putting some money into gold. I have no interest in putting money oh, into gold. Oh, this is this is the time of the year. I I was at a fundraiser last night, and my wife did the same thing as as um, Timmy Adams from Frank or Timmy Ryan from Frank Adams Jeweler came to say hi to her. I I happened to just come to them and come looking for my wife and she's talking to this jeweler and I said listen I have a I have a protection order on you you're supposed to stay away from my wife I don't want you talking about all this gold jewelry and diamonds and glitter and everything else so tongue-in-cheek um, it's holiday times. The only gold you should be buying for your wife is is maybe something nice to put under the tree. We don't like gold. Now, that may change. We haven't old, owned gold since 2011. Gold is a sucker bet in a way because you have to have a buyer and you have to have a seller. There's no intrinsic value for it. It doesn't pay dividends. It's What do you do with gold? People in the Far East, the Pacific Rim, save it. People in India buy it as, as jewelry. Um, I think there's less than 15% of it is industrial use in, 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 in some dental implants and stuff. But there's really nothing to do with gold. So 
I wouldn't be rushing out to buy gold. Um, it feels good because people feel that it's safe, but you know, heck, we're we're at twelve hundred dollars an ounce. We were at nineteen hundred dollars an ounce in two thousand and eleven. You know, for thirty five years, we were we were under eight hundred dollars an ounce. Um, just be careful if you do add it to the portfolio, John. No more than five ten percent of your overall invested assets. Is, is there a way to put a little money into gold without dealing with coins and that? Oh yeah, you know, dealing yeah. with all that is there. Is there? I most of my funds are in Vanguard. Do they have a? They, I'm not aware that they have a gold fund or something. Is there some they, easy they, way to do that? They actually have a precious metals fund which will have gold in it, and if you're at Vanguard, you can buy an ETF through Vanguard, and it's GLD is the symbol, and it's basically the next best thing. I always tell people, don't go out and buy real gold these days. You know, one, you know, a lot of people put it under their mattress, and it makes for a terrible night's sleep. Two, if by chance your neighbors get hold of of it that that you have all this gold stockpiled in your house you may um when you when you go out grocery shopping you may come home and find that one of your neighbors kind of came in and and helped themselves to your gold so buying an etf that invests in gold is is a good way there's also some canadian etfs for tax advantages um but for the most part that gld is is an etf and that's like buying the real thing okay that sounds yeah maybe i'll do a little bit just to Bring peace to the house. <laughs> well, mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, John. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah, I, 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 I looked at the jeweler last night, Zach, and I said, I said, listen, I said, I, I'm going to get a, a, an order of protection. I said, you need to stay away from my wife. You know, it only costs me money when when those jewelers get near your 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 spouses. Folks, we're at the end of the show. I'm going to admit to you that I lied to you last week. I told you football was over. It's not. I feel like Pinocchio. Next week we'll be off because of football. I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great holiday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.